0: The Orlando Magic defeat the Milwaukee Bucks, get to win number five, what the formula to win is for the Orlando Magic, at least so far, and what their response to win means for this team. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 13th, or will be November 13th, 2023. My name is Philip Rosman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Orlando gets win number five with a big victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. What the formula for victory. Is for the Orlando Magic. We'll go over the early stats that foretell wins coming up on today's show. Plus, I'll talk a little bit about the maturity the Magic showed and what it means for the team moving forward. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us. Whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's why we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash NBA and use code all lowercase NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. We've had some time to sit and think about the Orlando Magic. Really fun and and, and exciting 112 to 97 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I will sit here and say I have been kind of banging this drum and 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 talking about it. The Magic really have not had a marquee win yet this season. And, and even by this standard, the Magic had not beaten a team in the top 10 in offensive rating all season long. They've had a couple opportunities and their worst losses came against these top offensive teams. and it, it was really just a, a test of their defense. Um, the Magic were able to get a one-point loss to Atlanta Hawks, which was their best showing in these games, but still a loss. And, and granted, a loss where they played very good defense in the second half, not so much in the first half. A lot of things about the Mexico City game are, are just weird um, that, that I, I don't take necessarily as gospel. We'll get to some of that. We'll get to some of the response to that here in a minute. But this game against the Milwaukee Bucks was as as dominant as they come. Um, I I don't want to sit here and say the Magic played perfectly. They they did not. They made a lot of mistakes. They still put themselves in in a little bit of a precarious position. For all those concerned about the Magic's second half struggles, they were there. But unlike previous games, Orlando really held firm. And in fact, Orlando didn't even do all the things that they typically have to do to win. I mean, yes, Donna still got his thirty-five points. The Magic, I thought, did as well as they could against him, but Orlando still did a lot of the things that has to do to win. And, and 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 I always want to kind of bring things back to this notion. Um, I have sat here really for the last maybe two or three seasons. Um, you know, really, this was a Steve Clifford idea, so I will, I will give him the credit. Um, he always used to say, you know, there are like four or five things we have to do to win. And we have to do most of those things in order to play at our highest level. And I I have internalized that into, into how I think about the game and how I think about teams. There are, you know, teams like the Magic, there are probably five or six things they have to do to win games. And if they do three or four of them or four or five of them, they're probably going to win. How good you are to really... If you're a better team, you don't have to do all those things. Like, I always remember watching the 2009 and the 2010 Magic and saying, man, the Magic did not play well, but they found a way to win. The good teams, the really good teams, don't have to play their best and win. A team like the Magic, they still have to play pretty good if they want to win. But what I think we're discovering about this team, and and I think what's making this team really special and interesting, is that that margin for error is a little bit wider? I don't want to say it's completely wide open. I don't want to say that they could do anything, that they could play really poorly and still win. I don't. I don't think that's the case. But this Magic team, I think, does have the ability to not do all the things, to not check off all the boxes, to to say, okay, we did. We got four things we got to do. We did three of them well. And that gave us a chance to win. And honestly, looking at this game against the Bucs, that's what I saw. I mean, look, Milwaukee's still a very good team. I know Damian Lillard sat out. Giannis is carrying a very heavy load right now. He's doing everything he can. But the Magic still found ways to put their stamp on the game. In fact, Milwaukee was shooting like 50% from the floor for most of the game. And yet Orlando was firmly in control. So what are these these key markers? What are these markers that suggest the Magic are winning games or or things the Magic need to do to win games? Now, defense is obviously a huge part of it. And and Jamal Mosley has made defending the paint a, a big piece of the puzzle is what the Magic were really good at last year. They've been really good at it this year. They're really good at scoring in the paint. Typically, if you look at the points in the paint total at the bottom of your official box score, the Magic have to be winning that. I say this, of course, Magic lost points in the paint 50-40 to 40 to the Bucks. Making some shots sure does help, and, and Milwaukee missed a ton of threes, but this is also part of the equation. The Magic being a complete defensive team is part of what the, they're trying to do. After uh, giving up the second most three-pointers in the league last year, um, Orlando has suddenly become a very good three-point shooting team. Milwaukee made only 9 of 29 three-pointers. Or, or the Magic has suddenly become a very good team at limiting three-point attempts. Orlando's giving up only 32.8 attempts per game. That is the seventh fewest in the league. Opponents shoot 34.6% against them, which is about middle of the pack for the league. But because they're shooting so many fewer, that doesn't hurt them as much. Last year, the issue was the Magic gave up a ton of threes. And while teams didn't shoot a great percentage against them, because they're shooting so many more threes, they're getting more threes, and and, and that makes the three-point math difficult. Again, I I have to just continue to say this. The Magic's defensive effort on, on Saturday night was fantastic. Orlando gave up only 97 points per 100 possessions. It was the first time all season the Bucs were held under 100 points. The Bucs still shot 49.4% floor. Giannis still got 35 points, still only missed seven shots. The rest of the Bucs shot 41.8%. Orlando did their work. And everything obviously starts defensively for them. So, what helps make up the difference for, for the Magic on offense? That's a good question. Orlando is it does two things offensively at an elite level that that are usually key markers for winning. One, they get to the foul line. They're second in the league, they are at least entering Saturday they were second in the league in free throw rate. They got to the line a ton. Uh they got to, got to the line a ton in this game. Um you know just 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 so just so much and unlike Thursday against Atlanta where they missed 10 free throws, they didn't miss um, you know, it's still a, a concern, and, and and Milwaukee missed free throws, which is one of the reasons why Milwaukee fell out of the game because Milwaukee is actually first in the league in getting to the free throw line. Orlando did a good job getting to the line converting and putting that pressure on the rim and pressure on defense. Orlando's not a three-point shooting team. They're not going to take a lot of threes. Um, they are taking more threes this year. They're taking more higher-quality threes this year, but they're not trying to take a ton of threes. Their job is get to the line, force your defense to collapse, force you to make mistakes and put pressure on you that way. From there, Orlando does something else that's really, really interesting. The Magic are a great offensive rebounding team, not a good offensive rebounding team, a great offensive rebounding team. They're fifth in the league with a 32.8% offensive rebound rate. That means they're grabbing nearly one out of every three offensive rebound chance for them. One out of every three of their misses, the Magic are getting. And on top of this, they're converting on those for 18.2 second chance points per game. That is leading the league. When teams play the magic, they know they got to box out. They know they got to defend the glass because it's not just Goga Batadze or Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner's an excellent offensive rebounder. It's everybody. Cole Anthony goes after boards. Jalen Suggs goes after offensive rebounds. Anthony Black goes after offensive rebounds. Orlando does these things to make up this difference. In the game against Milwaukee, Orlando made only 42.9% of their shots. That's a terrible field goal percentage. But the team took seven more field goals. And they make up for that lack of that lack of uh, shooting percentage at the free throw line, where the Magic got 35 free throws in the game. Through nine games, Orlando has been up and down. And there's plenty still to, to improve on. But you take this take the offensive, you take the defense, you take defending the three-point line better, you take or limiting attempts better. You take defending and transition better, which the Magic are are one of the best teams defending fast breaks. You take the way they limit possessions, the way they get offensive rebounds. You take all these things in turn and you have the Magic's formula for winning. If Orlando wins the paint, wins the glass, wins the free throw battle, their offense is going to hold serve. Their offense is going to give them a chance. Um, you know, Jeff Turner, I think, said it really well at the end of the game. If the Magic could score 110 points, if they could get to 110 points per game, which they're not there yet, obviously, their defense is going to do the job. And I think that's something that we've learned so far this year. The Magic, we could say, have a formula to win. This team knows if it checks off certain boxes, more often than not, they are going to win basketball games. That's not something we could have said last year. That's not something we could have said even the year before. Because everything had to go right for them to win major games, to win these quality, to win these games against quality corners. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say this team can't get better and that there isn't more they can do. There is, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. But this Magic team has a formula to win. It has stat markers it needs to reach to win. And that is a big sign of growth for this team. Another sign of growth is what the Magic did after losing to the Hawks and what they did to the Milwaukee Bucks, what the win over the Bucks says about this team in general coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Price Picks. Look, daily fantasy games are really, really, really tough. Um, you go into these big player pools. There's this confusing scoring system, a confusing salary cap. You want simple. You want simple, right? Shouldn't have to, do, shouldn't have to ask for much. Well, price fix is simple. All I have to do is put together an entry of at least three. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, an entry of at least uh, two to six players and guess whether they will have more or less than their stat projection. Do you think Paolo Bancaro will score more than his average of 18.6 points per game? So say more than 19 points. You just say he'll score more. If you think you'll have more than four assists, just say he will have more. Price picks makes daily fantasy so, so easy. And with basketball season here, you can mix in football if you want. You can really get any kind of pick that you want to make the entry that is tailored to you. And the best part is if you have a, a, a price pick entry of Five players. All you have to do is get three right. That's right. It's it's that easy to win. Those other daily fantasy games. It's tough just to make back your money. Prize Picks makes it easy. It's just you versus the numbers, and all you got to do is make the right prediction. So go to prizepickscom NBA and use code NBA for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. There's really no better deal in daily fantasy. Go to prizepickscom NBA and use code NBA for a first deposit match of up to. One hundred dollars. Paolo Carol, Uh, by the way, happy birthday, Paolo. Uh, hope you enjoyed your 21st birthday. Not too much. We're still in season, my man. So, so don't, you know, I know it's a big day to celebrate, but we got a big game to get ready for on Tuesday at the end season tournament. But um Palavan said said something that uh both in the post-game interview with Dante Marcatelli on Valley Sports Florida as well as in the press conference after the game about the team's mindset entering Saturday night. Um, you know, they you know, no one wanted to say this was a must-win. And look it 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 kind of was for the for the magic to preserve a two-and-two. Home stand to go two and one at the Amway Center. You know, kind of keep a winning record uh, on the home floor, um, but also preparing to go on a four-game road trip now uh, with some very, very big games and, and and really kind of big decisive games on the horizon for this team. Um, this was a win the Magic felt like they needed to have, but you know, he didn't mention any of that. He mentioned that it really felt like this was a a game when the Magic had to to, to sort of redeem themselves in a way. Uh, maybe that's taking it too far. But Paolo said on multiple occasions Saturday night that they felt they didn't play their best game against Atlanta. Um, they felt against Atlanta on Thursday in Mexico City. They came out a little sluggish. They weren't locked in defensively. And yet, and yet, they only lost by one point. Um, well, I think a lot of fans, and I will include myself here, I, I felt like the magic gave that game away and it was disappointing. The message from the coaching staff was like, yes, be disappointed, yes, uh, you know, you know, be better, but there's a lot to learn from it and a lot still to be encouraged. This is, like I said, a magic team that does not have to play their best to win anymore. And I think that's a powerful thing. Uh, I've been saying throughout the course of the season is is I am less interested in the magic winning or losing, which I am interested in but like don't don't take that the wrong way. I'm not Ted Lasso here. Wins matter. But I am far more interested with this young team to see how they respond, to see how they react to adversity. um to see what happens when, the process is challenged you know can they reverse a losing streak can they end a losing streak can they build a winning streak maturity isn't maturity isn't approaching the game seriously it, it is but maturity and the maturity that i want to see from this team is how they react to adversity how they respond and adjust to things going wrong Is this the kind of team that pulls apart? I don't think it is. Is this the kind of team that gets frustrated? We've seen that a few times. Is this the kind of team that uses that moment to refocus and and really lock in? And I think we are still figuring that part out about this group. No doubt about it. We are still determining you know, how this team reacts to that. And so Saturday against a good Milwaukee Bucks team, they did not have a good game. I think uh, you could go listen to our friends at Locked On Bucks to hear their take on the game. They'll probably say the Bucks did not play a good game, that the Bucks, you know, were... The Bucks, I don't know what the, they're saying. You know, the Bucks didn't make shots. They, they, they struggled with the Magic's defense. I, I don't know exactly what their take is, Um, but... They would probably tell you, like, yeah, the Magic won. There were problems with Milwaukee, but I do think this is also about the Magic and how they're maturing. You know, we talked a lot after Thursday's game against the the, the Hawks about the team struggling. Uh, the team struggling in the clutch, and, and there's a lot of maturity that's going to come there. But what we're seeing is that this is a team that is confident that it can win. And when you're confident that you can win then everything becomes about you. It's not about the opponent. It's not about what they're doing. It's about you. It's about, like I said earlier, the formula to win. Can you do the things you need to do to win? And if you can't do those things, can you do other things to make up for? it? That's one of the things we're seeing growing about this season. The Magic have responded to loss as well. Like, yes, they lost to the Clippers. Uh, you know, they, the way they lost to the Mavericks was frustrating. But the Magic have generally taken losses, learn from them, and come out better the next game. Come out understanding what they had to fix and what they have to do to take their next step. That is part of this growth process. And honestly, like, you know, we could talk about so many things from the Magic's win over the bucks. That was the most impressive thing. You know, Paolo and, and some of the new guys were shocked to learn that the Magic had lost 14 straight to Milwaukee. Orlando had not won a game over the Bucks in the regular season since the Jonathan Simmons game. Um, they'd obviously beaten the Bucs in the bubble uh, during the playoffs, but it, Milwaukee's been a tough matchup and it's had their number. And look, I even doubted it. I, I I thought Orlando, you know, Milwaukee was kind of sitting here after the game on Thursday in Indianapolis. Um, I thought Orlando coming back from Mexico City, they didn't travel uh, Friday, which maybe helped with rest, maybe didn't, um, you know, Milwaukee certainly coming off a loss. You don't expect Milwaukee to be a team that loses two games in a row very often. It it, it was definitely not a, a scenario that was set up for the magic to win. And yet Orlando really, you know, they didn't dominate from wire to wire, but they, they took care of their business for most of the game. Second quarter, they took the lead by 16, 17 points, and Milwaukee never got it closer than 11 in the second half. Unlike the game against Dallas, and unlike other games when Milwaukee did make a run, and look, Giannis did his did his darnest, did his you know did everything he could to drag Milwaukee back into that game. Every time that happened, Orlando had an answer. They had a play. They had a shot. They had a stop. They had ability to get to the foul line, especially to make sure they controlled that game and got to the finish line. It was an impressive effort from Orlando. And more importantly, it was impressive to see that they took the lessons from a disappointing loss, a a loss that I think for younger teams might have affected them moving forward. You know, you, you always joke, you know, you don't want a team to beat you twice. When you lose a close game, sometimes... The feeling of that loss lingers and, and it gets you twice. Um, you see it a lot in college football, especially. You don't want that team to beat you twice. And this Magic team so far, like they haven't had a full game dud yet. Like they looked bad against Atlanta in the first half and they came back and made that a game and had it, should have won it. Uh, against the, the Mavericks, you know, yeah, they had that dud in the second half, but it wasn't for lack of effort. Um, they got frustrated. They let go of the rope. They admitted that, you know, maybe it affected them the first half against Atlanta, but they, they, they rallied and came back and gave themselves a chance. And that's to me, the defining characteristic of this team so far. They're going to fight. They're going to give themselves a chance. And, They've proven to us already they're good enough to win a lot of these games. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit more about the Magic's win over the Bucks. since I didn't do a post-game show. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends over at Jace Medical. Uh, Look, we spend a lot of time talking together, about 30 minutes every day, talk about the Orlando Magic. We get fired up together on wins and losses who starts, who sits, all the minutiae about the team. I love the minutiae, and I'm thankful for that connection. But today, I want to talk about something a little more personal. If you need medications, if you need any, really, almost any type of medication, and you need to make sure that you have a supply of them ready just in case, Jace Medical is the place you need to go. Whether it's bringing on extended travel, the next natural disaster, or supply chain issue, you are covered with Jace Medical. You don't have to worry about whether or not you could refill your generics for tons of prescription medic- medication because of Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, I am thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. End quote. If you or someone you would you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. The Orlando Magic, so hard to believe, took care of their business, a twelve ninety-seven 97 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. Like I said, uh, this game was fairly straightforward. You know, Milwaukee and Orlando went back and forth a little bit in the first, first quarter, but by the second quarter, Orlando started to build their lead. They got it up to 16. And they led by as much as 21 in the second half, and Milwaukee never got closer than 11 in the second half. Um, that is as close to domination as you can get, and you know, I, I I will leave it up to Lockdown Bucks to to, to analyze what's wrong with the Bucks. Certainly, their three point shooting was off. They made nine of twenty nine three pointers, that you know affected them. They were forty nine point four percent from the floor, twelve for twenty five from the foul line, including five for twelve from Giannis Antetokounmpo at the foul line. So again, yes, Milwaukee left some points on the board. Maybe this is a you know they lose by fifteen at a game where they missed thirteen free throws. Orlando's been there. Um, making free throws is really, really key. Orlando was 30 for 35 from the foul line. So they learned that lesson from the loss of the Hawks and making your free throws. But this game is a credit to a lot of players who just played really well. Um, Paolo Bancaro had another just really solid game. 26 points, 10 for 22 shooting, two for five from deep, 12 rebounds, super active on the glass and another five assist game. Yeah, three turnovers, still an area that he needs to improve on. But now that he's, a consistent passer, you know, you'll take some of the turnovers now knowing that, that he'll get better at those reads as he gets older. The passing is a real thing. I will continue to say this. I believe Paolo Bencaro is going to have a triple double in a game this season. I think it is going to happen. He is just showing too much, uh, too much skill as a passer to, to not be there. He made a bunch of big shots. He got to his spots. He got to the foul line. He was very unafraid of Giannis took a big bump from him early, but kept on attacking, kept on getting up against him found mismatches uh, in Milwaukee's defensive scheme, like hit the offensive glass, like Paolo was really, really good. Um, And so got to give a lot of credit to him uh, and the way that he's playing lately. Again, since the Utah game, he is, he has looked like the superstar we believe. Um, You know, I wrote a little bit, a a little, a brief kind of all-star preview. Uh, I don't think Paolo is quite all-star game stats yet. Um, But I think he's very much in the conversation, uh, at least, if, you know, 10 games into the season, if, if that's a thing. You know, voting opens in December. We're not that far off from that, so we, we should at least be thinking about it. Franz Wagner, a really nice game as well. 24 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 6 for 7 from the foul line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, I thought he did a really good job forcing his way to the line, being a little bit more selective with the shots. You know, I think he's kind of reined himself in after the 27 field goal attempt game. Against the Lakers, his shooting percentage is going to slowly start creeping up. He's shooting a little bit better than 40% from before. For the year, uh, we do expect Franz to be fairly more efficient. So I think a, a turn is coming for him. But he's he's been exploring his game. This game was more traditional Franz where he just picked his spots, found his gaps, and, and really, uh, really got to the, to the basket. Jalen Suggs, a really, really fantastic game. 18 of his 20 points in the first, first half. Really helped Orlando stake that lead. And and again, his defensive energy is just all over. Um, 5 for 11 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep, 8 for 10 from the foul line. Really did a good job forcing his way uh, to the line, forcing action, forcing Milwaukee's defense to react to him, just constantly putting pressure on the rim. That's what the Magic are all about. His three-point shot's been a lot more confident. That three-point percentage is starting to go up. Stats aren't sticky yet, so good shooting games will we'll bump that percentage up pretty significantly. Suggs is really starting to come into his own, and obviously we know his defense ha- has been incredible and fantastic. A um, couple guys off the bench worth noting: Mo Wagner, 19 points, seven for nine shooting, continues to just be a terror. Three offensive rebounds, just continues to be a terror uh, for defenses. Just really smart player with the ball in his hands. Not going to do anything crazy. You set him up, he's going to finish at the rim. Just, just uh, I love the game that Mo- the game that Mo Wagner's played all year. Um, Jonathan Isaac, a really strong game too. Ten points, only three for ten shooting. Got to the line a few times. Um, five rebounds, some fanta- uh, uh, two steals, ended up with two blocks, so four stocks for him. Um, you know, it's not going to say this because Giannis had 35 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. He also had six turnovers. Orlando did do a really good job defensively. Giannis got going a little bit in transition in the third, in the second half, but in the half court, Giannis had to work for everything. Isaac is a big part of that. They got matched up a ton in this game the magic are still buzzing over Jonathan Isaac's defense. He is, I, I think personally, he is still getting his feet under him. It is still taking him a little while to kind of get comfortable and fully into the flow of things. But he's also just been, I mean, he's, it's start it's coming more defensively than offensively. Like he's still shooting a little too much for his skill, skill level right now, but I think he needs to shoot to get the rust off. But his defense is as good as it's always been. It, it's, it's getting there. And, and, you know, he's super valuable. For the second straight game, they did this against Atlanta. They did it against Milwaukee. Orlando finished with Jonathan Isaac at center. Um, you know, I, I know Magic fans have been asking, can Jonathan Isaac play some backup center? And I've been skeptical of it because of just just the comfort level of it against, especially against big, bigger centers. But with Brook with Brook Lopez out of the game, um, Orlando went to went to him, and, and again, just they wanted to match it up with I, with 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 Giannis. Isaac's playing some some solid basketball again, just playing within his role. Um, also, got to give shout out to Joe Ingles. I know he only made one of five one of five shots, one of four from three point line. Only had five points, but another five assist game for Joe Ingles. Um, I, I know I've said this on repeat every time we talk about Joe Ingles. Um, I just I just want to make sure everyone understands this. Yes, Joe Ingles needs to make get the three point shooting going. That is a big reason why the Magic brought him in here that the passing is also why they brought him in here. The fact that he is moving the ball really well. He is orchestrating the offense. He, he's essentially the point guard of that second unit. He's been fantastic. If you're watching games, you will see him often pop up off the bench, talk to Jamal Mosley, talk to players. He is an extra coach on the floor. And especially for this young team, that is super, 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 super valuable. Um, I I really do do love what Joe Ingles is giving this team. The shooting is going to come. He's too good of a shooter not to get shot, not to get those shots. The Magic have to do a better job setting him up for those shots, um, especially in transition. But he is playing his role really well. The Magic are really good when he's on the floor, typically. Um, so I, again, I know the scoring and the shooting are not where most Magic fans want him to be, but he has played some really good basketball this year. So I, I, I got to give a special shout out to him. And I got to get a special shot of Anthony Black. He he got a late, he got a start because Marco Fultz was a late scratch with the left knee tendonitis. Um, Black continues to just make winning plays. It's not stuff that shows up in a box score. So I'm not even bothered. Um, you know, two points, three assists, you know, just nothing spectacular if you're looking at a box score. But if you're watching him play, his defensive effort, his ability to cut and find space to attack and, and be a threat, even if he's not shooting the ball, um, his willingness to shoot, even though he's not, you know, scouted as a great shooter. All just really good things. You know, I think most most of us would agree who are watching these games. It's going to be very hard to take Anthony Black out of this rotation. He is too valuable and too good to do that. So just something to keep in mind. The Orlando Magic defeat the Milwaukee Bucks one twelve to 97. They're on the road next. They're going to head out to Brooklyn for their first in-season tournament game on Tuesday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You of course, find me on Twitter. At Philip R underscore OMD, subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. hit your tune in Himlock, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all Football PlayStation Podcasts to your podcast enable listening device for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Oh Daily. Don't forget too, if you're looking for the next level of Orlando Magic coverage, check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. That's patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I post videos with with playbook with a uh, uh, gameplay breakdowns as well as extra content there. Uh, for just $5 a month. Um, it's a great way to support me and interact with me. I'm always looking for ideas as well. So join that community. Let me know what kind of magic coverage and content you're looking for, and I will do my best to provide it. I'm there for you. And of course, I appreciate all of your support for my everyday crew on our next episode of lockdown magic. We are going to be talking about the in season tournament, what to expect and why this thing could end up being pretty important we're going to get to that on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. So, until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.